Hey, it's Monday, and uh, I I think this is one of the better podcasts we've ever done, mainly because Stu's not here. Um, and uh, what you know that doesn't necessarily make for a better show, although it usually does. Um, uh, it does it does uh, mean it this time because uh, Stu is at the Super Bowl, and uh, he wanted his oh I want the Eagles to win, and he brought his son so they could celebrate together. And uh, he's exceptionally sad today, which makes me exceptionally happy because tomorrow he comes back. And uh, I'm not saying that I'm going to rub his nose in it at all, uh, but I'm not not saying that either. On today's program, we talk about that super, super grab your crotch and uh, smell your fingers uh, performance for the halftime. No, it was it was great. We start with disinformation and who you can trust. Uh, Ironically, at the beginning of the show, the New York Times is reporting that uh, these balloons might be aliens from space. By the end of the program, as you will hear, they retract that uh, and said, nobody seriously is saying that. Well, you were. Maybe that's just me. A ton of great stuff on today's show. We begin in just a minute. First, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Relief Factor is fantastic if you are in pain. If you're in pain, uh, you'll try just about anything. I know I would. I did. Except, strangely, I'd go to doctors and they'd be like, we've got to stick needles in your face. And I'd be like, okay, Chinese man, sounds great to me. I'll stick needles in my face. But when it came to, like, this is all natural, no, it's not going to work. The needle guy didn't work either. I'm not falling for that twice. Well, I should have. I should have tried it a lot earlier than I did. Uh, Relief Factor. My wife made me try it. Uh, I tried it for three weeks, and it was fantastic. Uh, I'm out of pain. I can use my hands and paint, and, and I have my life back. Relief Factor. ReliefFactor.com. Go there now. Get out of pain. 70% of the people who try it for three weeks go on to order more month after month. ReliefFactor.com or call 800, the number four relief. ReliefFactor.com. Here's a podcast. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. What a tremendous series of articles that you have written. Thank you for being on the program. Thank you very much, uh, Glenn. I appreciate that. And thank you for having me. You bet. Okay. So um, explain what you have uh, uncovered and why it's important. We essentially unpacked in a multi-part series that uh, we are still working on about how Essentially, these organizations, particularly, we highlighted a group called the Global Disinformation Index. (laughs) And these organizations are feeding secret blacklists to advertising companies with the intent of shutting down and defunding disfavored speech. In this case, uh, certainly conservative media. And so we actually learned that the Washington Examiner, uh, among other outlets, uh, is on this blacklist. And that this process is uh, playing a major, very major role in how uh, media outlets are gaining access to advertising dollars. Uh, the second part of our series uh, sort of 
the most uh, important part of this, I think, is that the United States government has funded the disinformation tracking organization that is, uh, as we said, openly taking steps to defund and deplatform disfavored speech, certainly raising First Amendment issues. Okay, well, hang on just a sec. First, Global Disinformation Index sounds very official. Who is this group? Yes, so the Global Disinformation Index is a British organization that is two affiliated American nonprofit organizations that have both uh, been reaping uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars kind of as this disinformation tracking space accelerates. And so Global Disinformation Index they compile a secret uh, dynamic exclusion list, essentially a blacklist. And this list compiles groups that they determine to be peddling uh, alleged disinformation. So this organization has said publicly that the outlets that it deems the riskiest are outlets like the American Spectator, the American Conservative, the Daily Wire, uh, the Blaze, uh, Newsmax, and, uh, and several other outlets. And so their blacklist uh, separately is something that they provide to advertising companies like mm-hmm. the Microsoft-owned Xander mm-hmm. uh, in order for those advertising companies to have insight into the outlets that they should allegedly uh, de-platform and defund. Mm-hmm. And, and um, what gives these people the expertise to make that uh, determination? Great question. Um, you know, that's obviously a question on a lot of people's minds, certainly, Glenn. Um, you know, these organizations are heavily staffed with uh, and oversaw, over, they're oversaw by people, uh, university professors, writers, oh. and journalists. One individual on the board of the Global Disinformation Index is Anne Applebaum, a left-wing journalist who notably discredited the uh, Hunter Biden laptop story. Um other individuals are involved with groups like the Pew Research Center, the Open Society Foundation, uh, and uh, NVIDIA, notably. Yeah. Okay. So um, they're going around. And, I mean, this is something that uh, Media Matters was uh, doing. And really, despite what is said in the papers, quite unaffectively uh, with me when I was on just radio and Fox, um, and they would target and target and target and target. But now um, you're looking really at Google and Amazon as the big advertisers, um, and they're targeting um, all of these um, uh, all of these agencies, if you will, that are really media platforms. Correct. That's right. Uh, there, you know, a group like this, uh, which obviously, you know, has certainly flown under the radar, uh, is has developed major influence clearly in the advertising space based on the fact that Microsoft, we learned, was subscribing to this list. Microsoft, obviously, one of the most uh, one of the largest corporations uh, throughout the world. Um, I'm just looking at the review of the Huffington Post. The this is this is their risk level is low, so feel free to advertise. The Huffington Post largely features fact based, unbiased content, free of sensational text or visuals. 
The domain also refrained from perpetuating divisive narratives via the negative targeting of groups or individuals. You know, unless you're conservative or Republican. The outlet scores for the operations pillar indicators are imperfect, but it is better than most. Wow. Wow. So that's good. Yeah, and and what I would like to flag, Glenn, is that the organizations, the news outlets, that the Global Disinformation Index ranks as the 10 least riskiest, they all skew to the left, uh, except the Wall Street Journal, but notably they flag Huffington Post, now HuffPost, and BuzzFeed News as allegedly the 10 riskiest outlets. As your listeners may remember, these are two media outlets that heavily peddled the Steele dossier that intended to link uh, Donald Trump to Russia. They also peddled the false notion that the Hunter Biden laptop story was Russian disinformation. These are two very problematic, legitimate disinformation campaigns that seeped into the American consciousness. Well, and I don't think people understand the Wall Street Journal is actually used to used to be. I don't know if it is anymore. It used to be more liberal in its news pages than the New York Times. But because of the editorial section being so conservative, it just kind of got this rap that it wasn't. But it, it, it's a very liberal newspaper when it comes to the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I, you know, what we tried to highlight again is the fact that uh, the, 10 li- the 10 allegedly least risky outlets, uh, that, that certainly is problematic given the stories that they've promoted in the past. Whereas when you look at the outlets labeled the riskiest outlets, essentially like uh, the Washington Examiner or the Blaze, these are outlets that actually uh, were right on, on this material first. You know, the Washington Examiner verified the contents of the Hunter Biden laptop uh, and so did several other outlets long before uh, legacy media actually took an honest attempt to take a look at that information. You know, it's funny because I don't see um, I don't see any. Uh, on the riskiest <clears throat> on the riskiest domains or apps, I don't see a single liberal on here, and I see almost every single uh, conservative. <laughs> uh, it's it's quite a list. Go, can we go back to now where the government is funding? Because even our State Department is funding this. That's right. Uh, the the State Department uh, has granted three hundred and thirty thousand dollars to the Global Disinformation Index through two specific entities. One, the Global Engagement Center, which is essentially a grant-making arm through the State Department that actually came under fire in Twitter files uh, reported by journalist Matt Taibbi because that same organization was contacting Twitter and uh, and, and asking them to, uh, to engage in content moderation related to the coronavirus and vaccines in particular. Uh, in 2020. Uh, So that's one entity that has funded uh, the Global Disinformation Index. The other State Department entity is the National Endowment for Democracy, which is a nonprofit group that was authorized through Congress that is funded almost entirely through congressional appropriations. And I, I would really flag that the board of the National Endowment for Democracy has oversight over who receives grants. And their Congresswoman Elise Stefanik, a Republican, a staunch Trump advocate, uh, aligned with President, former President Donald Trump, she sits on the board of that organization. Uh, uh, it's a, it's, uh, it's quite a mess. How is this going to be cleaned up? 
so we, you know, we, we've received word from a few, a few uh, members of Congress who have said, you know, this raises major issues and, and they would hope to investigate this. One is Representative Michael McCall, who is the chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, which oversees grants to the State Department. Uh, another is Representative Jim Banks of Indiana, who has been a staunch advocate uh, for First Amendment and anti, uh, anti-censorship operations. Uh, but certainly, you know, certainly, you know, a, a lot of Americans are hoping that uh, members of Congress can take adequate steps to uh, investigate this situation, in particular, because this uh, really feeds into a lot that was revealed with the Twitter files between uh, public and private partnerships. And I think that does raise a lot of concerns with uh, American voters. Gabe, I, uh, I thank you for exposing this and all the work you guys do at The Examiner. You're, you're a really reputable site, um, and you do a lot of great work. So thank you. Thanks for bringing this thank to our attention. Much, you bet. Bye-bye. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Now, I, I look, I love grinding and uh, and the the football field full of humping as much as the next person. Sure. Um, but I was maybe just a little off put, just a little off put by uh, the. Uh, Beyonce, I don't know where they Oompa Loompas. Um, I walk in and I thought, oh, my gosh, there's been some sort of hazardous chemical spill in the uh, in the stadium. And then I realized, no, because they wouldn't be showing their chest and their bellies. And I thought that was tasteful, um, hot. Sure. When Beyonce grabbed her junk and uh, then smelled her hand and then put her hand in the mouth. I thought, she is classy. Or yeah, Rihanna, sorry. Beyonce, Rihanna, whatever, whatever. Um, she's that super huge star that does that. Oh, her super, super classics that she was doing last night. And I think, you know, I saw the picture of uh, her, um, you know, um, and, uh, and I thought, you know, that's, she should have combed her hair before, you know, when you get out of bed, your hair standing straight up like that and you shouldn't, but you know, Hey, to each his own. I just thought it was classy and I want to thank, no, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the truth. My children would like to thank the NFL for them seeing her grab her crotch and smell her fingers and lick it in front of her, uh, in front of their mom and dad. They enjoyed that as much as we did, as much as we did. It's a great family event. And so thank you. Thank you so much for that. Now, let me go back to uh, a couple of studies that um, I've, that I find very interesting. Um, You know, I just gave you the two studies from uh, the Washington post that, that shows that liberals are more interested in the ends and they don't really care about the means where conservatives actually do care about freedom of speech and, you know, the constitution and bill of rights and stuff. 
which is weird. Um, and it explains why liberals always say they don't really care. No, we actually do. We actually do. Um, we care about the process a great deal, even if it goes against us. We believe that's the American way. But um, but very few liberals believe in that. They And that's the difference. Those are the people you're seeing peel away now. You're seeing people peel away from the left that are actual classical liberals. <clears throat> they are people that believe in the Bill of Rights and believe in America. And... Uh, and the process matters. <clears throat> Those are the people who are coming over. And they're not becoming conservatives. They're just uh, recognizing, wow, I'm not uh, progressive like that. I actually uh, love my country and would like to have it get better. And the way to get, you know, to be better is to, I don't know, live by the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. All right. So that was the first one. Now I've got another shocking, shocking report. Apparently, a new study from the Survey Center on American Life found that Republican men and women are significantly happier in their marriage than their Democratic counterparts. According to the survey, Republican men report being most satisfied in their relationships. And men, can I just say, of course, because we got the little woman in the kitchen, barefoot and pregnant. Am I right? No, actually, not so much. Democratic women, you know, the ones that Democrats empower and are always trying to say, oh, you are the best. And I'm not going to call you a sweetheart. You are the best. You go out there and you get a job. You go and do all that you can do. Babe, because that's who you are. You're just like me. You want to have a thing in your pants? That's great with me, too. There's no difference between the two of us. And that might explain the man you found in my bed last night. But I thought it was you, sweetheart. I did. So 48% of those surveyed Republican men, 48% stated they were completely satisfied in their marriage. 42% of Republican married women say they're completely satisfied. But see, these bless their heart. They're so cute. These are just those people that have been hypnotized by religion and politics that are just being abused. These women are in abusive relationships. Trust me, you ask any professor at any college, you ask anybody who studies women in women's studies, and they'll tell you that's the truth right there. Now, only 36% of Democrat married men and 29% of Democrat married women say they're satisfied with their marriage. Huh. Republicans, and this is going to come as a shock to you, Republicans and Democrats view gender roles dramatically differently. Well, of course we do, because we understand there are only two genders. So it doesn't get all murky, you know. Once you start adding the the magic fire-breathing unicorn she people, and it just gets complex. Republicans tend to embrace traditional gender roles while Democrats tend to question them. Modern liberal Democrats attribute gender roles to established social norms they deem to be oppressive. Right? Am I right? 
like moms and dads should take care of their kids. You know, the government shouldn't be the ones making all the decisions. You know, each person has a responsibility. Uh, For instance, one brings the eggs, one brings the and you put those two together. And it's like you got chocolate in my peanut butter and it turns into a baby. Isn't that weird? Anyway. Uh, They said uh, this leaks into the relationships for the Democrats, often causing uh, some to purportedly flip traditional gender roles on their heads on TikTok videos titled life as a stay at home husband or life of a trophy husband are an entire genre. Now, wouldn't you love to be called a trophy husband or a trophy wife? I think now I hate to be consistent, you know, uh, consistent. I hate to say something that could hurt my own side, but I think trophy wives are just as bad as trophy husbands. Um, Masculinity in Democratic homes is more likely to be toxic and stay at home. Mom is code for slave. I'm glad we know that now. I'm glad we know the dog whistles. That way we can point it out when a liberal says, stay at home mothers. We know now that they're really meaning slaves. Unfortunately for progressives, men and women's differing, yet uh, complementary skills and talents are not a construct, but rooted, get this one, in human biology. What? Human nature and biology? Next thing you're going to tell me, you know what a woman is. What? Yes, they say that's not a social construct, but rooted in human biology and fighting human nature will never make one happy. Okay, so this is the problem with all the ideas that are coming from the left right now based in Marxism. What does Marxism do? It fights nature. That's why they have to enforce it. That's why you that's why you have to. It only happens at the barrel of a gun. And when it's not a barrel of the gun, like it happened here in Texas in 1840, I think 1850, there was a big here in Dallas. There was a big commune of people. They came over, of course, from France And they're like, we're going to try this Marxism thing. And they moved out in the middle of nowhere and they started a socialist an honest to God socialist community. That's what the big ball. What is the the, the thing called the big ball here? And yeah, reunion tower, that tower reunion is named after the town that was built right underneath that tower. It was a huge socialist experiment. And it didn't work, to say the least. Well, I mean, it did until they, instead of killing the old people and the sick people, they just expelled them because society couldn't pay for it. And then when people wouldn't work to pull their fair share, which was a lot, they expelled them, too. That's what happens when it's a volunteer society. It doesn't work. So what do you do? Well, you're not going to give up your power and say, oh, well, it didn't work. You're just going to have to liquidate those people. 
That's why it always goes wrong. Anyway, back to the study. <clears throat> Conservatives, comparatively, greater happiness goes beyond marriage, they say. In a 2022 American Family Survey, they found that 37% of conservative men reported they're completely satisfied with their life versus 21% of liberal men. How can you? I'm surprised that 37%, only 37%, that's the high number, is happy with their life. I mean, how would you answer that? And what would make you say that you're not happy with your life? Success? Money? I mean, what, what, I mean, if you're happily married, I don't understand. I mean, maybe it's just me. But, you know, the one thing that Tanya and I have learned is, uh, and we've known this for many, many years, the importance of our faith. But our family has been under attack from, I believe, dark forces, um, you know, in the last year. And it has been, I mean, we have had everything thrown at us. And Tanya and I have gotten to a place to where, especially with the kids, it's kind of like, oh, well, that's going to leave a mark. But, hey, it's their mark to be left. And, uh, you know, we find ourselves, you know, kind of with the kids in slow motion. And first we're like, don't do that. Don't, you don't want to do it. Don't stop. Don't, you really don't. And then they just kind of go into slow motion. And then we look at each other and go, wow. Wow, that's going to take a lot of therapy. But the good news is they'll be paying for it. So we've kind of come to this place to where we're fine. And we know that in the end, the family will be fine if we all just try to do the right thing. And if they don't do the right thing, well, they're going to learn one way or another. And we can't control everybody. We can't. They're adults. You got to make your own decisions. And it leads to such happiness. I mean, Tanya and I, in our darkest times, have been able to laugh. I don't think that's ever happened before. Because we never had times this dark. But she hasn't found me funny since about two weeks after we got married. So You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. is uh with us and uh carol roth is i'm uh, she's my fi- my favorite uh advisor on um anything the economy because she's a former investment banker so she understands it at the highest level uh and then she realized wow i think all of these people might be in league with satan my words not hers um but uh she got out of that and now she's uh trying to help the average person. She wrote The War on Small Business, and she has a new book coming out we'll talk about it here in a second. All right, Carol, you're back? I am back. I oh. think it was the Chinese spy balloon that, uh, took, took was. that my connection. We're talking yeah. about you know China buying gold, and they yeah. obviously didn't want you to have this information. Yeah. Well, now we're safe. We're on a landline. 
<laughs> so we have some of those old timey things uh, here. So, uh, Carol, tell me what's happening with China buying up the gold. Yeah, so central banks around the world, um, record year last year, 2022, 1,136 tons of gold. The interesting data point was China. Um, for the first time since 2019, they announced that they had increased their purchases, their net holdings of gold in November. And now there has been three consecutive months of them buying gold. And I really believe um, that this is meant as a signal that could be one of a couple of signals, but they all boil down to signals that relate to a new financial world order. Hmm. Hmm. Would you do me a favor? Yes. Um, uh, I don't mean to put you on a spot, but could you explain how this is so out of your wheelhouse and it's going to come out of left field? Can you explain how electricity is made? <laughs> I can't. I'm the daughter of an electrician, and you're okay. going to uh, to put me on the spot right. in terms of how electricity is made. But um, obviously, we do know that it's powered by all different sorts of um, you know d- different sorts of fuels, including it, particularly in but the what, United States and other places around the world, fossil fuels. But what do the fossil? You burn the fossil fuels to move uh, a turbine, right? And the turbine is moving and it's moving, you know, around uh, copper wires and the copper wires that is actually inside a magnet. So without magnets, you cannot make electricity. Okay. Correct. All right. Would you do (laughs) me a favor? Yes. I believe there's two there's two um, particles or whatever of minerals or whatever that make magnets there's two different uh materials that make a magnet i believe that like a hundred percent of one of those comes from russia and a hundred percent of the other one comes from china and i have read but i want you to look into this i just read this weekend that both of those uh, countries just signed an agreement that they are working together now on the magnets and that this is going to be another uh, source of like gold for them that they will trade based on on those uh, materials as well. Could All right, you? Well, I don't, I don't know about magnets as a hard asset yet. <laughs> no, no, no. I know, no, I know. But I, yeah, the I, only reason why I would bring this up is because when you look at what was being done to our electricity all over, and you look how we are just we're being torched all over the country and all over the world. Um, things to make electricity are going to become. Uh, uh, much more uh, valuable. And I'm, I don't even care if it's backing up their money. I want to know if it's true that they are the main source for all magnets. And if they just did an agreement between each other uh, that they're working together on yeah. magnets. 
What, what I can tell you is that there are a whole slew of commodities, um, you know, that need to be uh, dug up from the earth that, re, you know, these green energy folks are relying on for electricity and, you know, for these other components that they have that, you know, are not only, you know, heavily available in China and Russia, but also all of the countries where China has been investing Correct. through its Belt and Road initiatives. So it would not be surprising that, you know, this would be one of many of them. Um, but do we want to go back to, to the gold piece? Yes, yes. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. No worries. No, this is, this is important stuff, and I think that it's all related. Um, basically, you know, it, we, we really have to blame the government and the Federal Reserve. We have had the privilege of king dollar being the world's reserve currency. And, you know, not to say that it doesn't have downsides. One of the downsides is that you have to manage the dollar for competing interests, the benefit of, you know, the people in the U.S., as well as global stability. Our Fed and government have managed to do neither. We have eroded purchasing power here in the U.S., and we have not had global stability. So looking at China announcing, okay, we're signaling that we are increasing our reserves could very well be a signal to say we're trying to, you know, it, enhance the death, the, the natural death of King Dollar that the U.S. is putting forth. And they have been talking to all different kinds of countries um, about, you know, settling in their currency, the yuan, right. which given the fact that they're a communist country, you know, people aren't really excited about. But if they can then say, well, we can swap that for gold, we're increasing our gold, that might give more stability to their currency. On the other hand, it could be a signal saying we're getting ready to invade Taiwan, because if you look at what happened with Russia uh, before they invaded Ukraine, they were shedding U.S. Treasury securities and they were stocking up on gold, which is exactly what China is doing right now. Um, and, you know, so that, that could be a signal, but that relates back to a new world order as well from a financial standpoint, because we have never had a changing of the financial guard without a war preceding it. So, you know, those two things are somewhat interconnected with, you know, the dollar and, you know, kind of the U.S.'s global financial standing right in the middle of it. Do you, do you, are you following this balloon nonsense at all? I mean, I, I love balloons, so of course I'm following yeah, balloon okay. nonsense. So, are you in Chicago now? So, I'm actually not. I'm okay. At an, in, an undisclosed location where the, the spy balloon Right, get to right. Me. I understand that. <laughs> so, they shot one over uh, the Great Lakes. They, I mean, they, they brought down three of these things. And, you know, the Pentagon is like, well, I, we're not ruling out that that might be an alien ship from outer space. And you're like, what? I mean, this is so ridiculous. What? And I'm just trying to think, what would the advantage be for China if it indeed was a Chinese balloon to keep sending these things? That wouldn't make sense, would it? To you? Uh I mean, listen, I, I'm a financial person. I'm not a foreign policy person. So, you know, my, my interpretation really, of this may, may make no sense. But it does seem, you know, a test. You know, how strong is the U.S. going to react when we push them, when we look at this administration? You know, how far can we push the envelope without them pushing back? 
So that is the that is the the idea. And I I mean, all of a sudden we're tough guys on balloons. I mean, don't blow one up for your kid's birthday party because it it might come under attack. Um, but the you know, every and they're, and they're made in China. And so they might not be great. Right. And, you know, everything that is being done now is to fight uh, a war, at least a financial war. And I just uh, I don't see this going. You know, we had not great relationships with China under Donald Trump, but they were better than this. And uh, this this is just not going well. And I, I'd rather not be on the uh, receiving end of balloons for my party from Russia and China at the same time. Yeah, no, it's it's not a good um, scenario. And whether that war plays out, you know, purely on a financial basis, where you get these different blocks that decide to do trade in a different way. You know, Saudi Arabia started signaling that they are open to settling oil um, in currencies other than the dollar. We weaponized the dollar, obviously, against um, uh, against Russia right. uh, during the Ukraine. So, you know, it could be financial. You know, God forbid it could end up having some more, you know, physical, actual war components. But all of these things, you know, speak to the deteriorating strength of the U.S., you know, in general and as a financial powerhouse. And I think that's the concern for your listeners in terms of protecting their assets, because, you know, the U.S. dollar is not what it used to be. Uh, Carol Roth, she is the author of a brand new book called You Will Own Nothing. We're showing the uh, cover of it. When does it come out, Carol? Oh, you're really so. This is the first time the cover has ever been seen. It's really so, good. a little sneak peek for the the Glenn Beck folks. Yeah, um, it comes out May 9th. If you go to carolroth.com/glenn, you can leave your email, and I'll send you more information yeah. as that becomes available. But we're talking about all these new financial world order things and how you can fight back. That is the crux of it. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Carol. Appreciate it. You will own nothing. Make sure you grab your copy. Uh, and pre-order now because I have a feeling it's going to be big. Na, 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 na.